I'm Mark Adams and welcome to episode 59 of Mark's Mess Podcast, where usually with my daughter Charlotte and Catherine, well, usually something happens there, but they're not with me this time. Usually the girls and I would have a podcast out by now, but as they grew up, they get busier and busier with schoolwork, so it is a bit of a stretch to find time where they both are free to prepare and record. Yeah, sometimes they even prepare. And now that I have a job that has me working two out of three weekends, time is even more stretched. I guess this is what's going to happen when the girls, as the girls grow older, uh, Charlotte could be away to university next year. We'll just have less and less time to do these things. So I'm glad I've got these recorded so I can look back on them and have those memories. So this is an occasional time where I do an episode all by myself on things that I've been reading, watching or even thinking about over the lonely nights when the girls are studying and my wife is tutoring. This time I will be looking at the Giants Causeway. And, as luck would have it, it's where I now work. I work there as a tour guide. In the visitor's centre of the Giants Causeway, there's an exhibition of artwork inspired by the world-famous stones. From the watercolours of Susanna Dury from 1739 to the Led Zeppelin album cover of House of the Holy. There are also two comics there, pages from them. One is from the children's comic The Beano, with the story where Minnie the Minx visits the causeway and gets up to hijinks. And then the other is a newspaper comic from the Sunday Dispatch in 1955. Susie Space Traveller finds our heroine landing on what looks like a strange planet, but it turns out to be the Giant's Causeway. It got me thinking if there were any other comic appearance of Northern Ireland's only UNESCO World Heritage Site. It happened that I did have one in my collection from 1990, the Black Knight Limited Series, issue number two. Written by Roy and Danny Thomas, art by Tony de Zuniga, hopefully I got that pronounced right, and edited by Mark Greenwald. The cover has the Black Knight in his bucket helmet, if you know what I mean, astride a horse and having the menacing face of Dread Knight looming over him. In the dread of night, exclaims, guest starring Captain Britain. The Black Knight last appeared in the Avengers comics in 297, where he was suffering from the ancient blood curse, which was slowly fusing his body to his armour, transforming him into a living extension of his ebony sword. He went after that to help Thor in his run from 397 by Tom DeValco, ending in, in Thor number 400, where Odin sends Black Knight back to Earth in his statuesque form. The Black Knight next appears in this limited series, where in the first issue he has his body taken over by the spirit of the original Arthurian Black Knight, Sir Percy, due to Victoria Bentley's help, and is now on a quest which is where we find him here in issue 2. Victoria Bentley is a magic user who first appeared in Doctor Strange comics. A lot of this issue, issue number 2, is exposition explaining about the history of the Black Knight and anyone else that they meet. So the issue starts. In Castle Frankenstein in the Swiss Alps, Bram Velsing, now the Dread Knight, stirs, awakened by Morgan Le Fay and Mordred. 
We then switch back to Excalibur's lighthouse in England, and a winged horse carries a sorceress in training, Victoria Bentley, and the armoured figure known as the Black Knight. It may be Dane Whitman's body, but it is Sir Percy of Scandia's mind, via the enchanted bucket helmet. They enter the lighthouse and have a mistaken identity fight with Captain Britain. A page of explanations later brings Cap and the reader up to speed and then they head for the castle of Morgan Le Fay that disappeared 1500 years ago and cue two pages of Sir Percy explaining why it disappeared back in Arthurian times. They land in the Giant's Causeway in Northern Ireland and they first meet an army patrol who gets suspicious of the plane landing. Captain Britain is able to explain their presence. On the causeway itself they meet a local lad called Sean Dolan who runs away in fear and then falls off a cliff. He is rescued by Sir Percy on his winged horse and the boy meets Captain Britain. The boy being Irish he distrusts Cap and will only lead Sir Percy and Victoria to strange unearthly lights that he saw. Sir Percy goes a bit sword crazy and Victoria changes him back to the Avenger Black Knight Dane Whitman by removing the bucket helmet. The Dread Knight then attacks them, leaving Dane to fight. But soon the blood curse grips Dane and he starts to fuse to his armour again. While Victoria tries to place the bucket helmet back on Dane, he resists and the Dread Knight is about to attack, but the returning Captain Britain takes the blow, leaving enough time for Dane to make his choice to place the helmet upon his head, bringing control back to Sir Percy, who then easily defeats the Dread Knight. Finishing the issue with Sir Percy pledging to defeat the one whose black magic sent the Dread Knight, Morgan Le Fay. Hi, I'm one of the high priests of Conchu Ray, and I have the sacred privilege of providing you, the loony listener, with a podcast honouring Marvel's very own Moon Knight. So join me and a host of others at Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram or support the show by becoming a Patreon member. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. It's time to get your conchu on. Imagine a podcast that celebrates the things we love. Why spend time being so angry and cynical about our fandoms? Join me, the Irredeemable Shag, for a show where we're just trying to be happy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast. Our discussions focus on a variety of geeky subjects that we're passionate about. While the topics will be ever-changing, our focus will be on science fiction, comic books, what it means to be a geek in this world, and other nostalgia-fueled ideas. Life is short. Focus on the positive. Find your joy. The Once Upon a Geek Podcast, part of the Fire and Water Podcast Network. There's a lot in this issue, but this was good and it was worth 25 cents. No, 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 that's somebody else's podcast. Hold on. First the art, and was it a good representation of the Giant's Causeway? Well, the art was dark and moody, and it seemed the whole thing happened at night, but the art suited the mood of the landscape, 
I could recognise the characters and understand what they were doing without the art being a distraction in style. The depiction of the causeway was also very good. I could very much believe it was a giant's causeway and my mind even decided which parts of that coastline took place in which panel. So I'm happy with that. I think that Tony de Zuniga did a faithful depiction of my workplace, giving the stones both that uniform shape but also the uniqueness of each stone. Their interactions with the army were okay, maybe having that type of Land Rover which I never saw over here. During 1990 there were still British patrols in Northern Ireland. Their job was to prevent terrorist attacks, either terrorists planting bombs or gun attacks. And a friend of mine was killed uh, by a bomb on a road in 1990, so the threat was definitely there mainly from Republican paramilitaries, but also from Loyalist paramilitaries. When, when Victoria decides not to explain to Sir Percy about the Irish Troubles, I think she was right. As my dad used to say, if you understand the situation, you don't know what's going on. Sean is a bit of a cliché. Someone who identifies with being Irish, but hates everything to do with the British, hence his dislike of Captain Britain. He would then have obviously have disliked Sir Percy, who was English, and to be honest, the most hardened Republicans that I ever knew still supported English football teams. Sean turns up as a support character in Black Knight stories as his squire, living with him in the ca his castle in England. You know, the castle that's next door to Victoria's castle. Sean eventually has his body taken over by the villain Bloodwraith, in the 1993 Avengers Annual, that was a year that each of the annuals introduced a brand new either villain or hero, which I'm not too sure if any of them stuck. I enjoyed this issue. It was very heavy on exposition, but I like a deep dive into Marvel history, and this is making me want to crack open that Atlas-era Black Knight volume that I have, depicting the exploits of Sir Percy in King Arthur's court. Well, that's it from me this time. I'm off to show people around the Giant's Causeway. If you know of other comics with the Giant's Causeway features, or even if you ever make it over here to the Giant's Causeway itself, do send me a message and let me know how you get on. This has been a Mark's Mess podcast. All characters are property of the owners and not us. You can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at Mark's Mess Podcast, without the T, and on our Facebook page, Mark's Mess Podcasts. And thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Hopefully the girls will be back for the next episode, so we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.